Welcome to Grounded in the Middle, where stories of taking root in the small moments are shared from experiences living in the country and restoring our 185-year-old farmhouse. I'm so glad you're meeting me here today in the middle. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Grounded in the Middle. I am Danielle Folk, your host. I am joining you again today out on our porch here at the homestead, and I have to say it is a beautiful day in the middle. It's 75 degrees, and yesterday it was only like 40 to 30 degrees, so we're enjoying this spike in temperature, but are any of you experiencing this tug and pull situation between winter and spring weather? Here, we have had warm, sunny days as well as like overnight temperatures that have fallen into the teens and with snow showers. Our fields have begun to turn to this deep green, allowing for those perfectly straight rows to be noticed when passing by. But while in limbo as to what to wear for the day or what to leave the thermostat on, the early signs of spring, such as our daffodils, serve as a reminder that growth occurs when we are persistent and hopeful even when we're weighed down in the storms that we have to weather. Have you ever found yourself in a position where you felt a little bit idle? You weren't sure maybe if you were soaking up the here and now, but you're also not thinking ahead of what's to come. In today's podcast, I'm going to share some thoughts around the quieter seasons that sometimes feel less productive but serve us in a more subtle way in our own season of growth. Ever since moving out here to the middle, I have found myself in positions I never thought I would be, and I often denied I would never do. What I thought would be a rare occurrence has become more of a thing I've just come to anticipate, kind of wondering, okay, What have I said before that I would never do that I'm going to find myself doing next? This past week, our kiddos had soccer camp one day and our youngest snagged his t-shirt and then he refused to head out on the field. And we sat on a bench with my sister and my nephew, allowing him to watch the other kids and maybe possibly change his mind and join them. But that never came to fruition. I'm not one to force our children to do things they don't want to do when it comes to situations like these, because I fear if I push too soon or too hard, they won't even entertain the idea of trying something new again. And for the record, I don't judge those parents who nudge their kids onto the field when they're kicking and screaming. I don't. We all just have our own stories and experiences that have shaped how we handle moments like these. And because of how I kind of tend to like to warm up to ideas, I can appreciate the hesitation our little one may have felt. Matter of fact, it's taken me eight years to finally say yes to something I have politely been declining. Have you ever repeatedly said no to something just to end up eventually saying yes? We have watched our twins and our youngest, Parker, play fall soccer. And every year I have sat on the sidelines admiring the volunteers out on the field helping coach our children. Having never played soccer, I knew in my heart this would not be a sport 
I would ever coach. Rather, maybe my husband Aaron would because he's the one who played soccer when he was a kid. That was until last week when I received an email from the soccer coordinator. Before leaving to pick up our twins from camp, I received an email from the coordinator that I have been receiving ever since the twins began playing soccer. So 10 years. And it was a schedule and information regarding the season ahead. And it noted at the bottom in big capital letters, help. I didn't need to read any further as I knew from years past there was a need for volunteers as coaches and assistant coaches. Well, having taken a few minutes to think about coaching, I felt like it was time to once again step into something I always said I would never do and offer to be an assistant coach. Now, do I know any more about soccer than before? Eh, maybe a little. But what I learned last year at the end of Parker's soccer season when talking to the coach's wife, I learned that he had no experience of soccer. And he had spent all of his time reading and learning so that he could coach the team as best as he could. And let me tell you, he was one of the best coaches our kids have ever had. I couldn't believe it. I was floored. It took me until just a few days ago, though, to realize the value, though, in the slower season and why I think the slower season has put me in a position to start saying yes to things again, rather than no. When we find ourselves a little less scheduled or with a little downtime on our hands, it allows us to kind of be more open and available to new experiences that we would have otherwise turned down, like me being a soccer coach. If we didn't have these periods of times to transition into new opportunities, we would miss out on becoming we are really meant to be. Have you ever thought about who you used to be? Maybe you could think about a friend that knows you from the earlier part of your life and how they knew you back then compared to how you they know you now. I had a friend who knew me uh, in junior high as Danielle and then when I went to high school everyone called me Danny including my teachers and he said I can't call you Danny you're always going to be Danielle right? (laughs) So I have to say it has taken me six years to begin figuring out that all the ideas of what I could or could not do are part of who I used to be. And my friend Katie, who has a podcast titled Faith for Her, helped me to realize we can't hold on to the past and expect to move forward at the same time. We can't hold on to both. We got to let it go. You see, I've had so many moments where I have just bubbled up in frustration since leaving the classroom. And at the time, I felt like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. I was spending my day driving an hour both ways with kids in tow, needing to be ready to teach at 8 a.m. and then drive another hour back home, make dinner, do all the things, crash and then sleep and of course, repeat every day. It was an enjoyable situation or lifestyle for us. We were in a way becoming more distant with one another to a point I insisted that Aaron and I book a trip last minute so we could have some time together, forced time together, which that ended up 
us taking like literally it was February, the beginning of February. And you know what a short month it is. We left mid to late February and we flew out to San Francisco. And we knew we needed to have that time together, but it was a memorable trip, but it's one where we really went on it and we felt like strangers to one another. Again, it was really fun, but there was definitely a distance between us. At that point in time, I felt like it only made sense for me to leave my job. Since I felt I couldn't give 100% to my job like I had before kids and 100% to our family and to Aaron and I's relationship. I wanted to keep it afloat and, and all of this just wasn't working, in my opinion, in my eyes. I knew staying home would be a lifestyle to adjust to since I was used to being on the go and with people every day, but I also didn't expect that I would trade teaching for somewhat a side of bitterness. Have you ever felt bitter? Honestly, I've never thought about myself as a bitter person until last Wednesday while I was listening to Katie's podcast. Katie asked what bitterness that you are holding on to. And she went on to say how we must find a way to let go of it and receive what's been waiting on us. In that moment, I found a word that described my feelings to a T. And leaving the classroom has been a bitter part that is festered kind of in a corner of my heart. It was then in that moment I realized I have some work to do on the inside and that it's probably time that I pray about it and ask God to help me resolve that part and heal that part of my heart for me to accept that I'm not the person who I used to be. And I need to finally find appreciation for that because I am now a person who is free to take things on that I would have never done before, like being a soccer coach or an old house steward or a mother to three children and like 20 some hens. <laughs> so how about you? What have you been holding on to that could be holding you back? Is there something that has deeply festered down inside of you that maybe you have forgotten about? And it's possible the reason you feel stuck today is because of it. Or maybe it's time to make some leaf piles of what's working and what's not working in your life and get rid of what's not. I hope this week you will take some time to search yourself and maybe even take some inventory of areas that may need a bit of cleaning up in order for you to move on and truly leave behind what needs to be unloaded or resolve some feelings that have been creating the anxiety or depression you may try to cover up daily, but it only keeps growing within you. You, my friend, are one of a kind and deserve to live this one life that you have to the fullest. Honestly, your happiness should not be put up on a shelf just so you can drag around the past. Place the past up on the shelf. Close this chapter. If you are finding yourself with a little extra time on your hands, maybe it's time to dive into the things that you have put on hold because of the things of your past. 
it's time for you to begin to venture down those paths so that you too can grow into who you are supposed to be. It's time to begin writing the next best chapter in your life, friends. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you will rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share with those you know. If you'd like to see more of what life is like out here in the middle, you can find me on Instagram at The Federal Farmhouse or head to my website, thefederalfarmhouse.com. And remember, while the middle is not always the most comfortable place to linger in, it can sometimes create the most memorable pivot in life. The pivot that had to happen for everything else to fall into place. I'll see you next time.